Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This episode of Ghost Maps was recorded on Audio-Technica mics. Ghost Maps. Entry 23. Ipoh, Malaysia. It's 2am and I'm sitting at a coffee place near Clark Key, sipping an overpriced flat white. Most of the people I speak to don't normally like to meet me this late, no matter how lively the location. Maslan, however, says that he's a bit of a night owl. He works as a financial consultant back home in Ipoh, so he's had to adjust his sleep schedule since his days in boarding school when late-night study sessions were a norm amongst him and his classmates. He doesn't mind, though, he says, with a genial smile as he takes his seat across from me after picking up his mocha frappuccino from the counter. Muslims in Singapore for a holiday, so he can enjoy a coffee at this hour without worrying about getting to the office on time tomorrow morning. When a mutual friend of ours found out he'd be in town, she suggested that he share his story with me. See, Maslan isn't a big guy. He's a little soft-spoken, with a gentle but warm demeanor. Which is why, he tells me, that people are always a little surprised to learn that he used to play rugby in school. And he was pretty good at it too. But a knee injury ended any chance he had of pursuing it further. He jokes that he's actually a lot better at finances than he was at rugby anyway. I ask him if he tried to get physiotherapy for the knee, and he just shrugs, that affable disposition taking a bit of a dip. He tells me that he'd thought about it, but after what had happened to him, he wasn't as enthusiastic about the sport as he used to be. I take that as my cue and ask him to start from the beginning. It was a Thursday evening in April 2010. Like every other weeknight at around 8pm, Maslan, a senior back then, was taking a stroll from his boarding school's dorm to the academic block. The block was never totally empty around this time. There'd always be a couple of study groups scattered around in different classrooms. This mix of company and quiet was the perfect environment for Maslan to brush up on the day's lessons. Enough activity around him so he wouldn't get bored, but not enough to distract him. He would always take his time to get to the academic block, though. Epo nights, he tells me, are particularly windy. Not chilly, but refreshing. He chuckles and says that these evening strolls are probably why 
he's such a night owl in the first place. As Maslan reached the block, he saw that the lights were on in only four of the 22 classrooms, a lot fewer than usual. He thought nothing of it at the time and made his way to one of these rooms on the second floor, where he found his friends, Amran and Ishak. The pair wordlessly waved to Maslan as he entered. They were sitting across from each other, but listening to music on their own MP3 players. Maslan took a seat next to Amran, and for the next half an hour, the three students silently pored over their books. The only sound that filled the room was the occasional howling of the wind. Suddenly, however, the evening was interrupted by a loud bang as the classroom's door angrily slammed shut. It was a shock to all of them, but the wind had steadily grown stronger over the last 30 minutes, so it wasn't exactly unusual. What was unusual, Maslan noted almost immediately, was that the doors for the other occupied classrooms hadn't slammed shut. He shrugged it off, but just as he tried to get back to his books, he heard a strange, steady, clacking sound, like metal and concrete. Strange, but also familiar. He tapped Amran on the shoulder. The other boy pulled out his earphones and asked Maslan what was up. Can you hear that? Maslan asked. But Amran had no idea what he was talking about. Not wanting to be left out of the conversation, Ishak pulled out his earphones too. When Maslan asked him if he heard that clacking sound, the other boy shook his head looking more confused than concerned. Maslan, on the other hand, was starting to worry, if for no other reason than for his own sanity. He tried to be logical about it, convincing himself that he must have been much more tired than he thought. The faculty had always been pretty lax about when the boys needed to be in bed so Muslin was used to studying well past midnight. All those late nights must have finally taken a toll on him, he reasoned. Convinced that he wasn't going to be able to focus anymore, Muslin packed his books, wordlessly waved goodbye to his friends, and headed back to the dorms. That clacking sound, thankfully, did not follow him. Not at first, Anyway, the stronger winds, Maslan soon realized, were clearly a precursor to heavy rain. So he decided to take another sheltered route back to the dorms. As he neared the dorms, however, that clacking sound returned louder than before. It seemed to be coming from behind him and getting closer every second. More annoyed than scared now, Maslan spun around and discovered why the noise sounded so familiar. 
another student in rugby gear was jogging towards his direction. The metal cleats on the player's shoes striking the concrete path with each step. Clack. 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 Muslan let out a sigh of relief and almost wanted to laugh. The student wasn't someone that he knew. Probably a junior, he thought. There was something a little off about the student, though. Something that Maslan couldn't quite place. Something about his neck. But before Maslan could figure it out, the student had turned a corner and was out of sight. Maslan shook off the thought and looked around to get his bearings. As expected, it had started to rain, but he could just about make out that the building in front of him was the infirmary. Muslin says that, in retrospect, it's amazing how easily he shrugged off the inconsistencies and strangeness of that night. What was a lone rugby player doing there? He chuckles, mirthlessly. Why did I hear that sound earlier, but Amran and Ishat didn't? I tell him that's a pretty common coping mechanism. That, a lot of times, people try not to see what's clearly in front of them. He shakes his head, still chastising himself for not realising sooner. The following afternoon, during lunch, Maslan asked some of his other classmates why they weren't around for an evening study session the night before. Everyone at the cafeteria table stopped what they were doing suddenly and glared at him. Yesterday was the anniversary, his friend Asha said, staring at Maslan like he should have known better. And he should have. It was the first story that every student heard from their seniors on their first day of school. Exactly 13 years ago to the day, the rugby team at the time was practicing in the rain. A rugger had been tackled a little too hard. He landed wrong, and his neck took the brunt of the impact. He was brought to the infirmary, where, while waiting for the ambulance, he asked for some water. Somehow, because of his injury, the water entered his trachea, and he choked to death. Since then, every year on that particular night, few students would dare to stay out late for fear of seeing that rugged spirit roaming the grounds. Maslan lets out a sigh and says that it was just bad luck that he hadn't been paying attention to what the date was. I point out that this incident clearly hasn't deterred him from enjoying late nights. He laughs, that affable demeanour finally returning, and says with genuine affection, if you've ever experienced those wonderful, windy Ipoh nights, you'd understand why.
If you want to discover more of Southeast Asia's other side, subscribe now. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.